Hello, hello my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Welcome back. Um, This is going to be a solo podcast today. Really feeling inspired and compelled to really tackle the topic of self-care. And I, you know, many of you are mothers, women, and you know, for so long, we have been conditioned to believe to put everyone else first. Now, of course, when you have that baby infant, there really is no other choice for many of us, um, especially when we don't have the support and community that we really need. But if you really look back, and I talk about this all the time, um, hundreds of years ago, we lived in communities, we lived in villages, we lived together, we raised children together, I mean, even back in ancient times, I mean, we lived as a village. Thus the saying, it takes a village um, to really raise family and kids. And as we have, I don't want to say evolved, I think it's a de-evolution Um, into the state of affairs that we are in now. We live alone, we're isolated. Uh, A lot of mothers don't have the support that they need. And so what we have done as moms and women is we have taken on so much, so many roles to do all the things. My husband always says, you need to write about all the things. And I, I think he really feels like it's a complaint. But the thing I don't think he realizes, and a lot of men don't, is the way that our, as women and mothers, our minds work. We are in a constant flow of thoughts of the things that need to be done. And I wake up and I, you know, once I kind of do my self-care things, I get into that mode of all the things that need to be done. And it's maybe, and of course, My husband does so many things. I mean, he is a very active participant in this family. I just want to say that right away. Um, So I'm not to discount his involvement at all. I'm just specifically talking about the role of the mother, right? The role of the caretaker, the one who is mostly, most likely feeding the family, uh, dressing the family, keeping people alive, keeping the house and the dogs and all the things going, I mean, it just doesn't stop. And we don't want life to stop. But the problem, the issue that we are faced with is that we prioritize everyone else's needs and all the things before ourselves, right? And this is a co-creation, okay? Co-creation is there's two Two forces creating as we speak. And in all of our experience, there's two forces. There's God, spirit, the universe, you know, the divine matrix, whatever you want to call it. Um, There is that force, right? That holds it all. That is even permeates the space that we think is is empty. Um, And that is one part. And the other part is us. It's our choices, And our choices come in thoughts and words and actions. So we are always co-creating. And so whatever, if we wake up with overwhelm or we're just, you know, looking at all the things that we need to do, we feel depleted, we feel like just exhausted. We are responsible for that. It's not our kids. It's not our husband's underwear that he threw on the floor instead of, you know, the floor right by the hamper. It's not any of that. 
It's our choices in what we are making and not prioritizing self-care. And I really want to dive into self-care today because for so long, you know, we thought self-care was getting massages or going on drunk weekend girls trips or getting mani patties or eating ice cream while binging on Netflix or taking a salt bath with bonbons or not like you put bon- like eating bonbons in the bath, right? We have thought that this is self-care, but do you know what this is? This is escaping. Those are numbing right? That glass of wine. I just, oh, I need a glass of wine when I get home. It's the only way we can numb. And we get this brief, brief sense of reprieve from our life experience. But it comes back with a vengeance. The idea that self-care kind of consists of doing or obtaining something outside of us, Okay, that's what self-care is. We go, we do these mani-pedis or we go eat ice cream or we go on these girls trips or we go get massages. Like we're trying to fill something within us that can never be filled because, and this thought is perpetuated by the very foundations our world is built upon. It really is, is that we're not enough. We're not enough where we are right now and we need something. We need something more. I mean, do you ever just feel that low-grade anxiety, that low-grade angst, that kind of just, you can't really put your finger on it, but it's there. You just feel like something's wrong, something's missing. It's really hard to be present. So you go to your phones, right? We go to our phones and we get those little dopamine hits by those likes and, and comments or whatever it is. And we think that that's going to make us feel better, but does it? No, it doesn't. The old self-care paradigm was founded on numbing, escaping, and attempting to fill the void within us that we know, I mean, really, it can never be filled from outside of us. That, that purse, that shoes, that, that jacket, you know, and I experience this now, like I recently bought, um, bought something on some clothes online. And I just was so excited and was like, really? Like, you know, that kind of rush of dopamine. And then I, and I notice this. I notice this every time I'm excited. I get new clothes. It's like it's going to change me. It never does. Eventually, they turn into old clothes and, and line up with all my other old clothes and nothing's the same. I want something more. I want something new. I deal, this, deal with this with the kids all the time. You know, is that this idea that once we get something, the job, the relationship, we're going to be happy. But you know what? You're not. You're not because that thing exists outside of you and can never, ever, ever fill you up. Never. It's your job. And really, we have built a life on escaping. We've really built on escaping a life that we've created, escaping a reality that we need reprieve from. And it's not to say that girls' trips or massages or mani-pedis, those aren't bad. I mean, those are great. That's a perfect way to spend your time. But do not call it self-care. Do not even think for a moment that that's caring for yourself. Because self-care is sacred. It's a sacred act of self-love. It's intentionally nurturing your mind, your body, your soul. And it doesn't always feel good. Or will be what you want to do. All right. So 
I want to go into some ideas that we can play with of what self-care would be because I really want to explain what I have personally discovered, right? This is my now experience and this can evolve and change and it has, but I'm going to go through these things of what I truly believe self-care is and, and in hopes that I can thoroughly express and communicate what self-care has shown up in my life as and what it means and what it what I've realized with all of the things that I'm about to share with you is that the choices that we make when we do these things the consequences serve our lives okay Netflix, you know, staying up late, binging on Netflix and eating ice cream. Yeah, that's fun. Hey, I do that every once in a while, okay? It's a great numbing thing. I mean, give me a big bowl of Alden's chocolate and mint chocolate chip ice cream and a good Netflix series and I'm in heaven for a little bit. And then my stomach hurts. And then I wake up the next morning constipated. Like I already know it, but did it did it fill me up? It was great for a short time, but I there's consequences to these choices. And that is where we must really we understand that that's our power is the choices that we make, the 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 intentional, you know, acts that we make, the words that come out of our mouth. All these choices create the reality around around us, because everything's energy, everything is vibration. Okay, so let's kind of go into maybe some things. Well, these are things that I believe that are self-care and, and uh, there's a list can go on and on and on, but I really want to start here because I truly believe and hope that it communicates how self-care is so sacred. So maybe it's, you know, becoming more conscious with our choices, right? Even if those choices are unpopular, okay? That's hard because we're, we're people pleasers, right? We want everyone to be happy. We've put our happiness dependent upon other people's validation and their happiness. How fucked up is that? I mean, that just goes to show how much we need to unravel this conditioning because that will never make you happy. And let me tell you, people are then going to be dependent upon you to bring them happiness, which then it's a never ending spiral of, 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 of illusion right? No one's going to be happy if you're dependent upon someone else. That's codependency. Maybe it's digging into your triggers and feeling the emotions you don't want to feel. Now triggers, whenever we get triggered, it is never anything outside of us that is triggering us. It's something within us that whatever we're experiencing that we think is the trigger, you know, bad behavior by our children, maybe our husband leaving his underwear on the floor right by the hamper, whatever it is, you know, whatever that is, it's not that. It's something within us that is just being activated. And so really feeling those triggers and being with it rather than habitual response that always creates the negative outcome, we shift that. We feel it. We dig into those and, and we really like embrace them. I know that's like why love your triggers. Yes. Love the fuck out of your triggers. I'm not kidding. It's transformative, but that's not what it's about. Maybe self-care is taking deep breaths, putting your feet on the earth instead of playing out the same habitual reaction we always constantly, unconsciously choose, 
right? This is hard because we are hardwired in these habits and our, self, our, our subconscious. is. You know, our subconscious is running our life about 95% of our time. That we have over about 80 to 90,000 thoughts and about 80 to 90% of them are recycled from the day before. How pathetic is that? We're con- and, and then we wonder, why is my life the same? Why am I? It's like, of course it is. You're not changing or shifting anything, moving from a conscious place, right? So instead of getting triggered and yelling or throwing something or whatever it is that we do, we go outside, we take a deep breath, we put our feet on the earth and we feel the energy within us. That can be as simple as that, okay? You don't even have to go beyond that. Just doing that can help rewire your brain, okay? Maybe it's saying no to the things and the obligations that deep down we don't want to do, right? Say no. No, it's it's kindly removing oneself from toxic people who drain us. Do you have friends and family members and people that when you leave, you just feel exhausted? It's because they're sucking your energy. They're sucking your life force. Or maybe you're the sucker. All right? Figure that out. You don't want to be sucking people's life force. Because what you're doing or what they're doing, whoever the sucker is, is cannot generate enough life force to sustain themselves so they have to take it from others. And we do that when we complain, when we blame, and we don't take radical responsibility for our lives. So remove yourself from toxic people or heal yourself so that you're not a toxic person. Okay, nobody wants to be a toxic person. It's also communicating exactly the way we feel. Now, I really struggle with this, you guys, because I don't sugarcoat anything. So what I've done is instead of saying exactly what I feel, I don't say anything at all. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm on this. I have by no means arrived. I'm sharing what's coming through my heart, what's coming through me as a conduit of this information. But just so you know, communicating exactly the way we feel is hard, especially as women, because we've been conditioned to be good little girls. Be a good girl. That was me my whole life. Be a good girl. I had a twin brother. He was the bad boy. I was the good girl. It's really sad if you think about it, but that was kind of the energy around it. So I had to suppress and oppress so much because I didn't want anyone to think that I wasn't good or I wasn't pretty. That's so pathetic now, but it was, it's a perfect place. It was a perfect experience for me so that I can speak from a place of that experience, right? Everything that we were, everything that we think wasn't, isn't good or a part of us that we don't like, it's perfect for us because that's where we springboard our growth and expansion. It's being courageous and sitting with ourselves in stillness so we may see the habitual thoughts that keep us stuck in suffering. It takes a lot of courage to be with yourself because most of us just want to distract. We don't want to really look at the thoughts in our head. But don't you really want to know what you're thinking? Because that thought is actually, those thoughts are creating your reality. How do you even do that? You sit your ass down. You close your eyes and you breathe and you notice the thoughts. And they come in and you notice and you go back to your breath. And then the witness within you, who is not the mind, who is not the, th- the thinker, is the witness. That is who you are. The non-judgmental witness that has so much love, so much compassion. You can say it's your soul, it's your higher self, whatever whatever term it is, it's your essence of who you are. 
You're not your thoughts. You're not your brain. You're not even your body. You're something that inhabits your body. And it takes courage to sit that body down and be in your body. Now, many of us just live in our stories and our heads and our thoughts and always are creating the same thing. What's That's the uh, definition of insanity, expecting something different while doing the same thing. Like it's ridiculous, but I still do it sometimes. I'm, I, like I said, I haven't arrived, but I'm sharing like if you really look at your life and our lives and we want something different, we have to be willing to act different. We have to be willing to co-create consciously by making conscious decisions. It's stretching ourselves beyond our comfort zone so that we can experience expansion and a wider perspective of who we are. Your comfort zone is not comfortable. It's draining your life force. It is completely restricting your life experience. You gotta get out of your comfort zone. One way I get out of my comfort zone every morning is I take a cold shower. It sucks. It sucks, you guys, I hate it. Every time I go in, I'm like, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then I take it, I get in there. My body is just on fire from the cold. I breathe. And after about 30 seconds to a minute, I put on warm water and I feel invigorated. I feel amazing. I feel like, ah. Seriously. It is incredible. But I wouldn't be able to feel that expansion if I wasn't able to be uncomfortable. Okay, that's just one way, many ways to get out of your comfort zone. Take a new class, try a new, a meal, right? Try something different. Just get out of what you always do. Again, insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. When we get out of our comfort zone, we then get out of those ingrained neurological pathways that keep us stuck and we create new neurological pathways and we learn and we feel invigorated and we feel expanded. Maybe it's waking up extra early to meditate, to pray, to move, or to dance. If you guys have not had your own little dance party in the morning, you are missing out. You know, this is one of the things that I have adopted is getting up early. And I'm not an early person, okay? I will give you all the excuses in the world why I need to sleep. I'm getting my period. I just didn't sleep well, blah, blah, blah. Excuses, excuses, excuses. And finally, I just got onto myself. I'm like, you need to stop making excuses. Like these, meditating is important to me. It has completely changed my life, my reality, my relationships, the way I see the world. It is by far a priority and I'm going to get my ass early, up early and I'm going to do it. And now I'm getting up rather than pushing snooze five or six times. You know, there's those two kind of people. One that has the uh, alarm, has like five alarm sets. I would have one at five, 5.30, 6, 6.30. And then my last one would be at seven. That's the latest I could wake up on a school day to get my kids out of school or off to school on time. That was me. Recently, I am one alarm clock, 5 a.m. Do you know how freaking, I can't even tell you. I, I, a, a month ago, I would be like, no way. Yeah, I know. You start to surprise yourself as you get out of your comfort zone. And what I'm learning, and through an amazing course that I'm taking, Access to Freedom with Angela Ferrari, is that it takes something to be extraordinary. It takes something to get out of your comfort zone. And when you do it, you realize that you're pushing up against those self-limitations that only you are creating in your life. And you realize that you have much more power than you could ever imagine, okay? Maybe 
It's investing resources in your health, food, and expansion. Rather than paying for that expensive drunk girl's weekend trip away, maybe you go to a meditation retreat. Maybe you go to a yogurt retreat. Maybe you, you know, upgrade the food you're eating. You know, maybe instead of paying for all this internet and, and other things in Amazon that you don't need, why don't we invest in ourselves more? In classes and courses that stimulate us, in trips with our family that nourish us. You know, it's it, again, it's expanding in the things that will help us expand. Okay. And I always think, if you've been listening to me for a while, so important to invest in your food. Your food are the very molecules that your body becomes. So why would you not want high quality molecules? I don't know. I don't know about you, but um, that's me. Okay. Maybe it's going to bed early so you do get enough time to sleep and heal, right? Maybe the Netflix binging doesn't really serve you when you know it. You wake up groggy and tired. Well, maybe it's going to take a little effort to say, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early tonight and I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to be more consistent with my sleep because setting your circadian rhythm in consistent time frames is so amazing for you. Maybe it's even allowing the dishes to sit in the sink while we sit in the sun and read an inspirational book. Maybe it's getting out of our head of all the things we need to do, the do, all the things, all the things, all the things. That's the thing, all the things. Maybe we get out of our head with all the things and we actually go and be present and we sit in the sunshine, we listen to the birds, we feel the rain or the sun or the wind, whatever it is, whatever it is, mother nature is there to to hold us. Maybe it's just that sitting and doing nothing. Let me tell you, being successful does not is not completely related to being productive okay and that's the thing we have to be productive we have to be successful it's a lie we have to be and when we can be and be conscious in our choices and make better decisions that's how we create that's how we truly become like successful and 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 the person that we want to be and and creating the life we want to live maybe it's making an effort to meet new friends and surround ourselves with those who inspire and lift us up this is exactly why i created the infinite sister circles because i'll tell you what i love being in a community of women that we talk about inspirational things that we talk about real stuff right there's no blaming or complaining it's all about connection and you have to find the people that really inspire you and make a freaking effort I'll tell you what, that's one thing I am just really trying to dive into is really making an effort of connecting with people that inspire me and letting those relationships go of people that drain me. And that takes a lot of courage, my friends. I know it's not easy. It's stopping the endless scrolling on social media and taking a digital detox. Put your damn phone down. Like seriously, put it down. You're not going to get anything on there. I have recently moved um, my Facebook icon and my Instagram icon off my main page and into a folder, a couple um, pages. You know, you can scroll and I made a folder. So it actually takes more effort for me to actually go in and see it. And now I notice I'm just, it makes me realize, no, I don't need, I don't need to look at Facebook. I don't need to look at Instagram because I can waste 20 minutes in no time. And I'm like, I would have rather spent that 20 minutes meditating than scrolling and, and letting in all these people's energies and information that I really don't give a fuck about, right? It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not enhancing my life. Okay. It's planning time for nature when we're too busy. I get that so much. I have friends. I'm like, Hey, you want to go on a hike? Oh, I'm just too busy. It's just the driving, blah, blah, blah. 
you know what? That's fine. I'm going to go. Nature is one of the most fundamental aspects that we need in our lives, whether that's going outside on a walk, maybe it's getting into the mountains, maybe it's going for a little drive and just sitting outside. You know, we made a, uh, a little fire pit outside. It's too cold to sit outside in our, in our little lounge chairs. So now we have a fire pit. So I'm like, okay, now I have a fire. I need to be outside. Just get in nature no matter how, no matter what you need to do. Maybe it's deciding that you're going to do something different for the holidays regarding of, uh, regardless of others' expectations. I did a whole email about this on how even holidays, they represent so much of how we constantly try to please people with rituals and traditions that we don't like. Screw that, okay? If you don't like it and you are just doing it to make sure other people don't get mad at you, that you're not serving them and you're not serving yourself. So make your own rituals, make your own traditions, start creating the holidays how you want them. Uh, That was a very big uh, blessing for us and my family. We used to have these huge Christmas parties and just drunk fests. And and at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't, you know, I drank too much wine. I feel like crap the next day and I don't really remember any of the conversations. Um, now at this time when I'm, I'm not consuming alcohol, it may be a little bit different, uh, but regardless, like, do you really want to hang out with all your family? Maybe you do good for you, but most people don't. So why? Just because you're related to them? I mean, I don't know. I say you start spending time with people that really fill you up, right? I handpicked the people that really fill me up and I will tell you it is the best. It's the best. Okay. It's following the bliss of your heart, regardless of what others say. Oh, that also takes a lot of courage. Follow your bliss. Watch the documentary, Finding Joe. It's on YouTube and Gaia. And it's all about the hero's journey and finding your bliss. It's amazing. It's inspiring. Highly recommend it. Most importantly, it's caring for ourselves so deeply that it becomes like second nature instead of tricking ourselves with cake or drunk weekends. You know, self-care is actually self-discovery. It's getting to know yourself, every part of yourself, even the parts we think we hate, the darkness and the shadows that seem shameful and scary, when in truth, they're only dark because we have yet to shine the light on them. We have yet to love them. You know, my passion for true self-care has grown exponentially over the years because when I really started to prioritize my health and my expansion, Everything began to shift. Everything. The way I showed up in the world, the way I mothered, uh, the way that I was a wife, um, everything. Like, I just have so much more gratitude and calmness than I ever have before. And that little angst, that little tinge of anxiety that's always there is not present. Every Every once in a while it is, and that's okay. But I notice it and I notice it's there because I'm not caring for myself. And that's just that's just a little sign. It's a little message to say, hey, you need to take care of yourself. What are you not doing that you know you need to do? And that's what I really am like so amazed by and kind of, um, what's the word, just obsessed with lately. It's like, why don't we do the things that we know we need to do? What is it? What's that block? And I believe it's because we're just afraid to expand. We're afraid of our light. We're afraid to truly see how fucking awesome and divine we are. Because the conditioning of the world, 
We're not enough. You are enough. You're perfect right now. Just where you are, you don't need anything else. You don't need anyone else to be even more whole. How amazing is that? What if we operated from that place instead of the place of lack and scarcity? We operated from abundance and and this feeling of wholeness. So I really hope that we've eliminated our distorted view of self-care. Um, you know, for so long again, we've thought that taking care of others and putting everyone in, in front of us is noble and it's the right thing to do, right? Our mothers did it and their mothers did it. This constant people pleasing and placing our worth on others, validation and happiness, which I talked about earlier. It's just, an, that creates a never ending spiral to disconnect, discontent and angst. And we can never, ever be the human, the fully realized human we're meant to be with this type of thinking. Because what will happen is we'll drown in other people's expectations. And we'll fill our mind with stories that keep us stuck in the vortex of suffering. And nobody wants that. Because right now is the only time for us to shift the direction in which we are headed. No one's going to save you. No one's going to save me. Again, We are in co-creation with God, with the universe, whatever you want to call it. We are in co-creation. Our choices lead us in that co-creation. It's the choices we make. So I urge you, I urge you to, to care deeply for yourself, to fall deeply in love with caring for yourself so much that it becomes second nature, so much that it's expected by your family that you're caring for yourself. You know, in the morning, you know, on the weekends, I go and do my yoga. It's like the kids are like, mama. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, the queen eats first. I am taking care of me so I can take care of you. So I don't resent you when, when when I feel overwhelmed. I don't resent you because I'm not taking action. And that's what we do. We project all of our shit on everyone else because we're not doing the fundamental thing and most sacred thing we can do is taking care of ourselves. You know, I really pray that us as mothers and women, that we will no longer sacrifice our health and well-being for the world because we can only serve the world and all of humanity when we show up as the fully realized and divine being we already are. And that, and it's a process. It's a journey. There's no destination, Right. We think that once, again, even when you're fully realized, even when you're enlightened, there's still going to be more, okay? But what it's about, it's enjoying this this process, this unraveling, this unfolding of who you are and truly stepping in to that power that you have. You know, and in that energy and vibration, when we really show up for ourselves, we care for ourselves, what happens is then we give others permission to do the same, right? People are going to stop relying on us to take care of them because they're going to be like, oh, I see mom taking care of herself. I'm going to take care of myself. This is really big for me and my family. Like I am not a fucking slave. All right. I've been a slave. And, and, and I know this is, this is coming from victim mentality the victimhood, if you feel like, oh, I'm just a cleaning lady and I'm in it, that is victim mentality. I've been there. I embody that still sometimes, you guys. I'm aware of it and I can get myself out of it. 
but we can't operate in that low vibrant, low vibration thought form of woe is me. We have to take control and truly be the person we want our kids to be. We don't want our kids to be people pleasers because if they are, they're going to go do drugs and have sex too early because it's cool. No, we have to show them that it's okay to, to say no. Say, this is, this is me. This is what fills my cup. And I'm not going to change myself or what I'm going to do to make you happy. That's your job. That's your job to make yourself happy. I'm there to support you and enjoy life with you and be happy together. But we have to stop relying on other people to fill us up and trying to fill other people up. Because it's, again, leads us into an endless spiral of suffering. Right? Nobody wants that. We're done with suffering. Are you tired of suffering? Because I am fucking tired of it. This is why we have to take action. And when we care for ourselves, we, can, we don't suffer. We care for who we are. And we realize we can only control us, our thoughts, our choices, the decisions that we make. That's the only thing we get to control. Everything else is the, co-cre- is the other part of the co-creation with God. Everything else. You know, it's, it's really about unraveling and undoing what we've chosen to believe from the world and consciously taking action to recreate the life we don't need to escape from. And that's my dream. That's my dream is for mothers to live awakened, to create lives that they don't need to escape from, to stop numbing with alcohol and shopping and all the things because it doesn't get you anywhere. I've tried it all. I've done the alcohol, the drugs, the shopping, the, you name it. I've done it. Doesn't work. So I just want to share that because if I can help anyone learn from the experiences that I've learned from, that I've learned from, share those things, then uh, that warms my heart. That gives me deep, deep purpose. So. I am so grateful that if you're still listening, that you've consumed this, um, this, I don't know, this download of what self-care is and what I believe it to be and what I want to communicate it to others to help inspire you to take control of your self-care, to take control of your health, your well-being, because no one's going to do it for you. There's no quick fix. There's no pill for every ill. It just doesn't happen. It's up to you and only you. And the thing is, you can't change anyone else, right? It can only be up to you and then you can inspire others by the way you live. And that's what it's about is being the humans that we want our kids to be. And that's, that's my mission, man. All right, that's it. Thanks for joining me. I love you and I can't wait to uh, connect with you on the next Hippie Moms podcast.